This episode is sponsored by Bow Lake, the most beautiful paddle boards in the world. Visit bowlake.com and learn more. That's B-E-A-U lake.com. Bow is French for beautiful. B-E-A-U lake.com. You're listening to The Luxury Item, the podcast on the business of luxury and the people and companies that are shaping the future of the luxury industry. Here's your host, Scott Kerr. Swimwear has evolved through the countless trends over the years, from the full-bodied get-ups of the Victorian era to the stir caused by the introduction of the bikini in the mid-1940s, to the sartorial surge of Speedos in the 70s, 90s, and Y2K. One of the most popular luxury swimwear brands to ride the waves of summer style is Villebroca. Founded in Saint-Tropez in the summer of 1971 by motor racing journalist and photographer Fred Priscale, the label has spanned generations captivating celebrities, families, and new fans with its smooth and elegant creations. Villebroquin was acquired in 2012 by G3 Apparel Group, who also licensed the likes of Karl Lagerfeld Paris and Calvin Klein. It was a year of changes as the brand gained a new CEO, Roland Erlury, who is my guest on the luxury item today. Roland was brought on to lead Villebroquin after a 20-year tenure at Hermes. In his new role as CEO, Roland embarked on a strategic initiative to turn the company into more of a lifestyle brand, adding a women's collection and accessories such as sunglasses, bags, and shoes, and collaborating with artists on collections, turning the famed brand into a market leader in luxury swimwear. Welcome to the luxury item, Roland. Hello, hello, Scott. Happy to be with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. So a few years ago, Bilbrakan celebrated its 50th anniversary. The luxury swimwear brand has such a strong and unique identity that's deep-rooted in the elegance and spirit of the French Riviera. I read in several places where you said Bilbrakan started not as a business at all, but as a love story. So can that's you true. share a little bit of that love story with my listeners? Yes, for sure, with pleasure. Um, the, Villebrequin is a story of a man uh, in love with a woman. And the guy is a founder of Villebrequin in the 70s. He was in Saint-Tropez and he met uh, this lady that he was in love, he found in love with. And, uh, and they, they used to spend, because it was Saint-Tropez in the 70s, their whole day at the beach, enjoying sun and sand and sea. And uh, and the trend at that time was to wear, to wear very narrow briefs, and he didn't feel comfortable. He said, "I didn't have the body for it, and I didn't feel comfortable enough to seduce this lady." So to seduce this woman, he decided to design for himself uh, a short, a swim short, and uh, which which has become the first swim short of modern times. Um, not, not to do a business, but because he wanted to feel comfortable to be more seducing. And uh, and that's what he did. And by doing this, everybody was telling him, oh, I love your short. Where did you buy it? He said, I did it myself. And uh, so would you, would, you, would you do one for me? He said, yes, okay. And he did one and two and three. Then he went to Paris to buy some textiles. And, uh, and the lady he was in love with, she had a store. And she said, oh, but your swim shorts need, seems to be successful. Perhaps we could sell in my, in my store. 
And uh, he said, of course, not because he, did, he wanted to do a business, but because he wanted to be closer to this woman. Right. And, and that's what they did. Uh, and, and in the store, to tell you, I mean, the whole story in the store, there was a circular uh, staircase, mm -hmm. metallic one, which looks like a crankshaft because the lady, she said, you need to give a name to your swim shorts. And because he saw that stairs looking like a crankshaft, he called it crankshaft, which is in French, Villebrequin. That oh. was, that's why the name of the brand is, uh, is today Villebrequin. And, it and was then real, I'm sorry, the ahead. love story. No, but the love story become a real became a real love story. They spent their whole life together, and and they they had kids, and uh, that's a real love story. And then it has become uh, a business, but that was not the original purpose, and uh, that's what we keep today in our mind. That Villebrequin uh, is about a man uh, seducing a lady. And it was really a counter trend at the time when Speedo-like trunks were all the rage on the Saint-Tropez beaches. Why do you think men were looking for the antidote to more fitted swimwear, something longer and looser and elegant? I don't know if they are looking for the antidote, um, but they're always looking, men are always looking for comfort. And uh, for sure, the, the, the shorts are much more comfortable. And also, it has another look. Uh, you feel perhaps more protected also, mm -hmm. uh, which is part of comfort. And uh, that's the success of the brand. The success is about comfort. Comfort, durability, and, and elegance. Uh, but comfort is, is, is clearly uh, an, an essential value for a man buying, uh, buying clothes. And at what point did Villebrequin elevate to more of a popular, globally recognized brand? Ah, that's the that's story, that's the history of the brand. Um, it has been 50 years, as you mentioned before. So it takes time to do, I mean, to build something, to build an awareness, to build a business, to build an identity. And uh, that's true, that's through all these decades, Villebrequin, has been the one um, building a, a luxury business with, uh, with swimwear. Perhaps we are today the brand with RS for women, uh, which is a, another French uh, brand, was born also on the French Riviera, who really brought the bathing suits at the level of the luxury products. And, uh, and that's through times, that through uh, daily work to build excellence, to build quality, to build elegance and fantasy, which is for me the recipe of Villebrequin. And uh, so through these decades here, yeah, we have really brought and we have built a brand, which is a symbol of, of, of a beautiful, uh, beautiful, of beautiful swimwear. And with Villebrequin, it's all about its distinctive and vibrant pattern swim shorts. How do you and your team land on a pattern that's on brand and you think will appeal to customers too? We, we never know, Scott. We try <laughs> to do. We try to do. We smell l'air du temps. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the spirit of the times. And right. then, uh, and then we, we jump into our DNA to be sure that it's connected and grounded to, to the identity of the brand. And then we try to, to, to find something which is true. Perhaps that the word which is true uh, with the brand, which is authentic, 
and uh, and then we hope that the client will like but but we never know in advance honestly we never know in advance that's the beauty and the magic of of the work you you try to do your best and and then you hope it's gonna it's gonna please the client but you never know the one who knows uh, I don't know them and G3 Apparel Group purchased Vilberkant, joining its large portfolio of leading fashion brands. At the same time, you were brought on board to head the company, joining after spending 20 years at Hermes. What excited you about the opportunity to head up the brand? That was perhaps one of the um, most beautiful gifts in, uh, in my professional life because it gave me the opportunity to to apply or to transform everything that I have learned at Hermes. You know, Hermes, I spent 23 years at Hermes. It has been for me a school of life. Mm -hmm. It was not professional. It was a school of life because you really learn beautiful values, which is respect of, of, of a human being, the craftsmanship, excellence, quality, uh, the long haul. It's really beautiful values. So I have... I had the chance and the beautiful opportunity to spend so many years and to really embody all these values and to try to make to make them mine. And then, but you're in a frame, you know, you're in a process. And suddenly I had the opportunity to not only to make them mine, but to 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 transform them and to 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 carry them into a different world and to adjust them to apply them into something, uh, into a different uh, company, a different business, different processes. And um, uh, that, that's, that's, that was a beautiful opportunity. And uh, it has been 11 years today, and uh, I'm still the most uh, happy, uh, the happiest man in the world, uh, <laughs> because I love what, uh, what I do. I love... Uh, I love to try to do beauty. I love to 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 try to to go into excellence, to to bring quality, to to bring beauty to our clients. You know, life is not uh, uh, life is not so long, and uh, but what makes it interesting is uh, the substance you bring in it, the beauty you bring in it. It's not about duration; it's about the beauty you bring in it, and I. I feel that I can bring beauty into into my life because I can bring beauty to to other people and respect and uh, and well done job. Uh, so it's a chance. I'm a lucky I'm a lucky guy. And you have a brand that makes people happy, which is even better. <laughs> yes, that's the, that's the absolute beauty of Villebrequin. You know, we always speak about holidays. Uh, we address to holidays to to family moments. To, to the best uh, time of the year that you have uh, you're with your family. You know, we had the father and son, now we have the mother and daughter, that's a family uh, company. But for the best moment of the year, when you are all together, I mean, with your family or your extended family, which are it can be your friends, uh, but that moment of pleasure. So when you read Villebrequin, when you pronounce Villebrequin, I mean, you immediately think about your holidays and good good moments to come or good memories of uh, of of previous holidays so we are in a happy world this i do confirm very happy world 
So fast forward 11 years, you're currently in like 60 countries around the world, the US being the biggest market followed by France and Italy, I believe. It also has around 190 stores, a mix of company owned and yeah. franchise locations, many of them in major beach destinations like Saint-Tropez, Honolulu, Capri, Cancun. What share of your sales are from your company owned stores versus wholesale? Oh, that's half, half. Oh, we so have uh, 100 stores ourselves, company stores, and another 100 which are uh, concessionaire. And uh, we, we, that's approximately the same uh, uh, volume uh, around the world. And we do, uh, we have the company stores in the countries that we can uh, run ourselves, which is West Europe and uh, United States and Mexico and uh, Hong Kong and Singapore in Asia. And rest of the world, we do not have subsidiaries, so we work with, uh, with partners. And uh, and the world is big, is vast, so that's half half today, which is a very good balance. You know, it's it's important to work with uh, with partners. They always teach you something that you forget when you are in your own company. That's very interesting. So, looking ahead, do you see the role of your physical stores playing an even larger role in growth plans? to meet today's consumer's quest for physical experiences and the increasing role of clientele in sales? Yes, yes. I strongly believe in the, in the physical experience, um, especially for our products, because uh, you do not plan uh, always, you know, when you prepare your suitcase to go for holidays, of course you take your Perhaps you take your swimsuit or you buy one before leaving. But usually what you do is to buy when you're on site. And even if you didn't plan to buy uh, because you're happy to be there, because there is a beautiful beach, a beautiful swimming pool, then you buy a swimsuit because that's at the right moment to do it. And, uh, and that's because you cross the store in the street, you can see the window, and then you get the desire of acquiring uh, the bathing suits. It's it's just pure pleasure. So I believe that being on site, being where the beaches are, where the beautiful swimming pools are, uh, that's uh, that's our uh, that's our uh, uh, reason of being. And uh, and of course, digital is is bigger and bigger. It's it's today uh, more than twenty five percent of our sales. So it's big. Um, but the 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 pleasure of surprise, the pleasure of going into a store and being seduced by uh, by the offer, by the by the salespeople, by the ambience is part of our business, and it will not change. It's it will grow. I believe it will grow. We need to to find uh, sense meanings to to consuming more and more, and uh, this. Uh, you can get when you are in front of human being explain you something when you can smell uh, an ambience when you are into something when you're on your coach uh, buying on internet it's different um, state of mind and uh, i believe that we will be more and more conscious about our consuming going into quality but also going into pleasure i wanted to talk about swimwear sales and how uh, COVID impacted it. And then coming out of COVID, you know, in a world devoid of travel, swimwear sales took a dive of unprecedented depth during the pandemic. 
But mm. things bounced back in 2021 for swimwear sales as pent up consumers making up for a lost vacation time and more money to spend led to a big increase in revenue for swimwear with growth across all wearers, men, women, and kids. With putting more emphasis on the three F's of the experience economy, family, friends, and fun, that mm. must have helped draw attention to Vilberka. Yes, for sure. But not only Villebrequin, I mean, all brands, you know, after the COVID, uh, which was 21, but also 22, there was uh, what what we call the shopping revenge. I mean, people, they had so many frustrations uh, for months that they they really wanted to to spend and to 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 get pleased by 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 consuming. And um, so we are part of it. But, you know, it's temporary. That's OK. That's good news uh, for us. Hopefully, it allowed us to, to recover from a year uh, without sales. Uh, so it was very important on the economic, uh, economic way. But the reality is that the, the, how did you say family, fun and friends? Yes. It's, uh, yeah, it's timeless. Hopefully, it's timeless. So perhaps it was bigger 22, 21. Yes, that's true. But that's something which will remain. It's not. It's not uh, ephemeral. It's. It's. Uh, uh, it's. It's something which is. Uh, which is part of our life and uh, which is timeless. So, that's an accident. And uh, but it does not impact uh, the the way we we do run the company. And today, the high end swimwear market is crowded with swimsuit startups and established fashion brands expanding into the swimwear mm. category. And they're targeting every type of shopper as they try to capitalize on the ongoing, as we just talked about, revenge travel trend. It's a highly seasonal category. So there are more brands competing for fairly limited amount of sales, despite Vilbrican still going strong after a half a century and having a brand identity that triggers very distinctive emotions and imagine worlds. Have you been feeling these competitive pressures in the last couple of years? Very interesting, uh, very interesting question, very interesting point. I mean, that's, that's the, the point of business that you have to compete to, to remain the best in your category. And uh, uh, that is absolutely true that in the last years, there, there were more and more uh, competitors or swim uh, swimwear makers. Uh, I do pretend, and sorry, it's not very humble, but uh, that we do the best bathing suits in the world. It has been fifty years that we are focusing on the on the quality uh, on each component. When I joined the company, that's the Hermes uh, way. When I joined the company fifty uh, uh, not fifty years, eleven years ago. I'm not so old. 11 years ago, you know, I asked the, the studio and the people, I, I wanted to have on a table every component of the bathing suits. So the, the yarn, uh, the woven textiles, the printed uh, fabric, uh, the, the tips, the cord, uh, the elastic, the lining, I mean, everything. And then I said, okay, let's see how we can improve uh, each of these components to make it more durable and, and higher quality and more comfortable. And it has been our work for the first years, and it's still our uh, daily work to try to improve the quality of uh, what we do. And uh, and honestly, the the then you like or dislike. Since I cannot discuss, it's a question of taste. But in terms of quality, comfort, durability, we do produce uh, perhaps the best uh, bathing suits in uh, in the world. 
and it gives us a specific position uh, which makes that, yes, we have competitors, but they do not provide the same quality of products. And, uh, and, and my point is not to look at what they do. Of course, I see what they do, but I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on being always more qualitative, uh, to be always more sustainable, uh, to be uh, more innovative, uh, to I have the best printers in the world so we can really have dense colors, uh, bright, bright, with a very precise de definition of the lines. We look at the Villebrequin and the rendering. I mean, that's very unique because we, we put all the effort and resources into providing uh, quality. We, we did, uh, I'm very proud of, of this. We did like, uh, we started four years ago with a wool mark. I, I want to reintroduce the natural fibers into the swimwear world. So we worked for years uh, and the wool mark and some uh, Italian um, yarn makers to try to find uh, wool, 100% wool, which is water compatible. So it dries super fast. That's the most elegant drape you can imagine. It's 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 breathable. It's fresh, and uh, and it's a beautiful bathing suit, the most comfortable bathing suit in the world today. So that's a way for me to look at my competitors to try to be ahead and to be always more innovative and creative, and to be uh, and to move to to be one step uh, further. And uh, that's a very good motivation at the same time, you know, having competitors is good. It's, it's stimulating, but that's the way I look at the competitors today. I would imagine nostalgia is one of Vilbercon's biggest assets. It's customers' memories of themselves wearing the swimsuit growing up in the 80s or 90s. Are you finding those who are growing up now gravitating towards the brand thanks to its history and storied aesthetic? Oh, yes, I hope. I do hope. Um, that's true that nostalgia is part of our asset. It's not the main uh, one, but it's part right. of it. You know, that's the one giving the, the, the little music of emotion uh, because that's true. And that's also why I want quality. Uh, you know, we, 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 we do repair our bathing suits. If you have a bathing suit which has like 10, 20 years old, we can change the elastic, we can change the lining, we do repair. And uh, because I want you to keep uh, your uh, bathing suits in your drawer and when you, you go into your closet and you open your drawers and you just see your, your Villebrequin bathing suits, uh, it, it, it's like a talisman, you know, it reminds you perhaps 10 or 20 years ago when you were with your kid in Portofino and, and during that uh, specific holidays in Italy, it carries memory and it carries good souvenir. This is, is a huge asset. It's, it's the beauty also, it's part of the beauty of the brand. But of course, it's just a, a, a music which opened uh, the doors of emotion. But what I want to target is, is uh, the, new, the new customers. I mean, the, the one who will get kids uh, that they will uh, offer the, the 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 father and son later, and um, it's a small music which comes from the times, from the past. But I've, we are fully turned into future. What I want is to seduce the young, is to to because we are timeless, because we are uh, 
uh, this quality of products to give them the desire to, to come into the family. So nostalgia is part of it, but that's not the goal. It's a, it's a mean, it's a, it's a resource, but uh, it's not a, it's in the past. I'm, I'm, I'm toward the future. You've already expanded your categories beyond swimwear to create a holistic luxury brand offering lifestyle products like pants, jackets, coats, sweaters, and a number of accessories. Your bread and butter, so to speak, is still swimwear. How has Vilbercant approached category expansion beyond its hero products? Very, very, very carefully. Because I believe we are a swim maker and, uh, and it's so much important to stick to your identity, to your roots and to your DNA. So for me, the, the, the core business will always remain uh, the, 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 the swimsuits. I don't want to become a ready-to-wear company, not at all. I just want to complete uh, around the swimsuit to complete the, 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 the beachwear, beachwear collection. So we can we de- we have developed the the matching uh, tops, the matching t-shirt, the matching polo, the matching uh, shirt with um, with the bathing suits. Then we are extended to colorful uh, pants. Uh, now we will have some uh, light sweaters. Uh, of course, the beach towels. Of course, uh, the bags, the beach bags, which can be turned into daily bags. But we come from the beach world, and uh, we tried at some point once, a long time ago, to, to go into ski collection with our prints uh, that I wanted to switch into bringing sun at the winter time, And we did it. It was okay. But I believe that's not the, the, that's not the, the, the destiny of the brand. We are, we are talking about holidays at the beach, and uh, that's our world. So I want to complete around the bathing suits. I do not want to go so much further. Yeah, I don't I want gonna... to lose the essence, you know, right. not to dilute the essence of the brand. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because you were mentioning, I think it was back in 2015, you had this capsule collection uh, of, you know, for around winter style shirts, parkas, down jackets and turtlenecks. When you launched that, did your loyal customers embrace the seasonal crossover for the brand? Did it make sense to them? A little, a little, not so much, not so much. They, uh, that was a try. And uh, honestly, it was fun because what we, the idea was to bring fantasy and fun into the, the, the after-ski world. We are not into performance. That's really the after-ski world. And um, it, it's fun, but for me, it's, it takes years to bring, uh, to, extend, to extend your identity. And I didn't want to spend my energy in uh, such uncertain uh, territory. And also because I'm not fully sure that the right extension for the brand. I prefer to go today into hospitality. We, we opened last year a beach club. Uh, in Cannes on the Croisette mm-hmm. uh, with our decor, with our prints, with our uh, colors. And um, so create, creating this experience is for me much more logical for the, for the brand because we have been doing the costumes and now we are doing the stage. It's very natural, but it remains 
is a territory of the brand. It remains in what we are. We are an, uh, uh, an expert in art of living at the beach, the art of the beach, which is the, the, the real territory of the brand. So it was a try. Uh, perhaps in some years, somebody else will, uh, will do it again. Myself, I prefer to focus on, on summertime and uh, sunny weather. And, and as I said, uh, moving into the full experience of the beach uh, rather than going into other seasons. We are, we are a summer company. It's summer all year long at Vilborka. Vilborka has done quite a number of interesting collaborations over the last few years. You talk about Walmart, Off-White, to the Beach Boys and St. Regis Hotel. You've done a bunch of limited edition collections with contemporary artists. Most recently, you teamed up with luxury waterside company Bow Lake for a very cool limited edition paddleboard. Mm -hmm. What makes a successful partnership with Vilborka? First, you need to get the desire of sharing two different worlds. Uh, artists, uh, to speak about the artists, uh, they have a, a very unique world and they create art. Art is not fashion. Art is not a product. Art is an is an end. That it's a it's a piece that you can never fully define. That's an open discussion. That's an open uh, thinking process about art. You never define art when product is uh, has a finite function that's two different worlds but sometimes you have bridges between uh, both depending on the artists because it must uh, suits to their process of creation and to their the, the message they want to express and then you can have beautiful collaboration i'm i'm just thinking about chaparelli uh, when she did with cocteau or mm -hmm. dali all the surrealists uh, or the prints of Sonia Delaunay, which were so much uh, adaptable to, to fashion. So it's there are in some cases you can rematch fashion and art, and uh, uh, but it's a, it's a common desire, it's a common will. That's really the first point. We must have a common uh, envy, uh, will to 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 find the common uh, path between between us. And then that's a magical uh, way. Sometimes it works really strong. Sometimes it's more neutral. And, um, but it's always an experience. And that's something I have learned at Hermes. I have been in charge. I had been in charge for many years of the special projects at Hermes. And I understood that it was a way to extend the natural territory of the brand. When you do collaboration, when you do special projects, you naturally push the boundaries of your territory and meeting artists, artists, it, it impose you to, 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 to upgrade, uh, your, your know-how to upgrade perhaps your printing process to change the fit, to adjust some things. And then it, you grow, you grow, you learn, you learn. And that's, that's also the beauty of it. And, um, so it's, as much ple pleasure internally than externally for the clients. And um, that's, yeah, that's what is really strong with the collaboration, extending your territory and learning from, from, from somebody else. And you were talking about partnering with artists and you've done a lot of that over the years. And it seems the intertwining of the fashion industry and art has intensified over the last few years. 
it's now quite common to see fashion houses using art to promote their brands. Why does Vilbrequin embrace the art world in such a big way? Because I'm an art lover. I'm an art collector. So I have always been uh, inter not interested, passionated by, by art. And uh, the, the first collab we did was with Massimo Vitali. Massimo mm -hmm. Vitali is an unbelievable photographer, Italian photographer, that he has been photographing beaches for over 20 years, like an anthropologue, like an et ethnologue. You know, he did it in a scientist way because he believes that on the beach, people behave uh, naturally. So it was a way to study the change of behavior through decades. And when I, I wanted to do the first artist collab, I immediately thought about him because, uh, because he's the absolute expert of the beach. He has photograph, photographed so many beaches around the, uh, around the world and, and during his, uh, uh, his professional life. So we, we met. And by chance, he loved the brand and he said that I, I love the project and you give me the opportunity to test something which I wanted to do, which is to put the picture inside the picture. So to put the picture of the picture inside the, the bathing suits hmm. and that kind of infinite images that you can see, you, you see the image in the image, which is in the image and the image. And that's what he did. He, did, he, never, he never had this opportunity before in expressing his art, and he found it with Villebrequin. And uh, uh, that's the reward of, of sharing something. And, and it's also forced us to go into the photography rendering and to do it the best way, because art, you cannot be just uh, not perfect. You need to be perfect with art if you want to give the perfect rendering. So it was it was huge uh, to start, and then it has uh, yes we accelerated, but it's not only on purpose. It's a question of meeting people, and because we did it uh, a few times, then we we met other people that wanted to do it. For example, we did something with GRP edition, which is a, a beautiful Swiss uh, art edition. And the, 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 the creator, the, the founder, is a director of the Museum of Geneva, the art, Contemporary Art Museum of uh, Geneva. And uh, so we met by chance, by hazard, and he said, oh, you know, you, you, I could see you did some collaboration with artists. That's very interesting what you did. And, and I said, yes, but you know, I'm always very cautious because I'm, I'm an art lover, so I do not want to to use art to do fashion. That's two different worlds. It must be in a respectful way. So I'm always a little bit reluctant. And he told me, you're wrong, because some artists doing edition is part of their natural expression of art. That's my job, to do art editions. So I know the artists for, for who it's a very natural extension and a good extension to, to do this. And I said, OK, be my curator, and let's do collaborations together. And that's the way it happened. It was not like strategically we wanted to do this. It's just that when you go into a direction, then you start to meet interlocutors, uh, other lovers, uh, and, and then you, you collaborate more. It was not on purpose. 
As younger luxury consumers expect greater degrees of transparency on manufacturing processes and the life cycle of luxury products, what investments has Vilbercom made to ensure its production ecosystem reflects not only sharpening consumer sentiment on conscious manufacturing methods, but its respect for others and the environment? Uh, I did not expect uh, or I did not wait for the client uh, feelings about that. I, I did it, we started it uh, years ago for one main reason. We all know that we are taking too much resources into that world and the legacy we're going to leave to the coming generations is, uh, is in danger. And uh, then as a citizen, as human being, I just question myself about what can I do to, to make it better. I cannot change the world, but I can change my world. And as a, as a, as a company uh, manager, I, I can change the way the company is working. So, and I do it not as a, to please my clients. I first do it because I believe it's my responsibility as a man, as a, as a citizen for the coming generations. And we started years ago each time by, by one very simple and, and one single uh, formula, very simple. Each time we were doing something, we just question ourselves, can we do it more sustainable? It's just a question. Can we do it more sustainable? Yes, no. Yes, we can. Without losing the quality, being economically reliable, okay, then we do. And that's, it's a long process. And today, uh, I mean, first, everybody internally, you know, people are proud about being part of this fight because it's a fight. So it gives extra energy internally. People, they fight more because that's a value which is beyond uh, just business. It's something which, which is about what we're going to leave to our, to our children. And, uh, and then it's... Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fight in which after sh relatively short time, you can see some uh, very strong uh, impacts and positive impacts. And today, 95% of the whole production of Villebrequin is considered as uh, eco-responsible. That means it, it comes from 100% of the bathing suits come from recycled fabrics, or organic fabrics like wool, which are uh, organic by, by essence. Uh, we use linen, we use conto, uh, bio cotton. Um, everything we use today, except 5% that today we have not yet managed to, 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 to bring into sustainability, but 95% is highly sustainable, fully sustainable. And the same in the production process. We, we work in the Mediterranean Sea. Everything is done in the Mediterranean Sea, uh, from uh, France, Italy, Spain, uh, and then Turkey and, and Morocco, Tunisia. And I mean, that's, we are very geographically uh, in, a, in, a small, in a small territory. We, we work with a Spanish company. We work with 15, uh, 1,500 uh, fishermen boats. And you know, when they collect the nets, they always have the fishes, but also some uh, plastic garbage uh, in the, that they, they collected in the sea. 
So before, they do not keep on board because there is no reason to keep. It takes space and there is no value. So with this company, we work with these uh, boats and each time they collect uh, garbage, wastes, they keep on board. And with this, we can make uh, a yarn, uh, which is made in Spain. Then we do the woven process in France and we do bathing suits. And each bathing suit is 200 grams of plastic collected into, into the sea. And um, so the power of everybody, you have the power, Scott, yourself to do better, to do more sustainable. I have the power in my life and in my company. So that's what, what I do. And then I hope it's going to please the clients. Uh, I believe, yes, of course, because there is more and more consciousness of it. But that not to please the client that we did it at the, at the origin. That's to, to, to be fair with the next generations. Well, that's a good time to talk about the uh, Vilberka Foundation. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, yes, true. We did this foundation um, more than a year ago, and which is not a company foundation. It's, uh, uh, we say in French, uh, public utility. I don't know in English uh, the, the word, but it's independent. It's, it carries our name, but the board is, uh, is seven people which are, uh, and, my, and, and myself, but the, the other people, they are not uh, part of Villebroquin. They are, it's fully independent. And uh, we give the money, we finance, but we do not decide what the, what the foundation does. And this foundation has a m major uh, goal is to preserve the oceans, um, which is large, uh, but which is also very natural for Villebroquin. Oceans is our, the way we, we, we live with the oceans. Right. So it's, uh, it's how we can protect. And we work with a very nice project from um, schools tra trainings for students to, to, to bring the awareness of, of how to behave well uh, to uh, an, an organization which is based in Polynesia and which is protecting the oceans and the turtles. Uh, many projects that we, 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 we support. The same, I mean, it's part, we can, we, we can do it. So let's do it. We need to, we need all of us to, to do something to preserve more of the planet. You said in an interview, for 50 years, the secret to Villebroquin has been to mix extreme fantasy with elegance and quality. That's really the recipe of the brand, but we are yeah. always developing it. So in an era where authenticity and engagement are paramount, how is Villebroquin fo fostering a strong, passionate fan base to preserve that brand recipe you talk about, but also propel it into the future. You know, it's this. I would say the the same than when you asked about how we create the patterns. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the magic, uh, the magical uh, part of 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 the creator of the artistic director uh, to to find this magical point because I believe it's a magical point when elegance meets fantasy. You know, elegance, fantasy is not always elegant and, and elegance is sometimes uh, kind of uh, rigid. I mean, there is austerity or purity and mixing the two worlds is, it has been the recipe of success, that's true. And, but it changed because the fantasy changed. The fantasy 10 years ago is not the same that the one we have today. And, uh, and also the technology, uh, uh, allows you to 
to add new colors, more intensity, different kind of designs. Um, so it's you have to renovate all the time. There is no, how could I say, there is no protocol is really to to leave your mind uh, in uh, getting the smelling the the, the l'air du temps, smelling the spirit around you, mm -hmm. and transform it into the codes of the brand. When I say the codes, that's the DNA, the authenticity, the identity of the brand, because you can get so many influences, but then is to 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 digest them into something which is right for the brand, natural for the brand. And, and and being natural for the brand is to have that mix between fantasy, colorful, and elegance. Always elegance. Always, always. Uh, that's uh, that that's a key word. Yeah. But you reinvent every day. Honestly, it's uh, it's a it's an endless process. It's an endless exercise. So, Roland, my final question is the luxury item question, which I ask all my guests, and I'm really curious how you're going to answer this one. So, if you were stranded on a deserted island and you could only have one single luxury item with you, what would that single luxury item be? It can't be any form of air or water transportation to get you off that island or anything that requires mobile service so you can call somebody to get you off that island. It's just you with lots of sand lots of palm trees, lots of ocean. What would that one single luxury item you would like to have with you? A cashmere shawl. Okay. Some, Explain why. Something you can ripe in, protect it from the coldness and the freshness, and, uh, and which, give, which provides you protection. You need protection. If you're on a deserted island, you need protection. So I would have a big all in uh, Kashmir, Kashmir and silk. Roland Erlery, CEO of Vilbercom, thank you so much for joining me on the luxury item. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you very much for for this moment of exchange. I'm always happy to speak about uh, about my job. That's it for this episode of the Luxury Item Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this useful and entertaining, I would be really grateful if you can share it with a friend or colleague. I would love it if you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other listeners find us. The Luxury Item Podcast is a production of Silvertone Consulting. I'm your host, Scott Kerr. Until next time.